Where will the rookie wide receivers line up, and who has the best offensive line in the NFL heading into 2021? We'll talk about that right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. What's going on? It is Wednesday morning here on Fantasy Football Today in 5. I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings, and we are going to talk about uh, some slot wide receivers or maybe slot wide receivers. We really are interested to know the roles that Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith in particular will be playing this year. And pro football focus uh, ranked all of the offensive lines heading into 2021. We will talk about uh, their rankings, at least the top five. Heath, one thing I saw that was interesting when we look at the Bengals wide receivers, and I'm such a big Tyler Boyd fan at his value, maybe in the eighth round, seventh, eighth round, even in full PPR, is that you know A.J. Green did not line up in the slot, barely ever. He was pretty much exclusively on the outside. Jamar Chase, on the other hand, can definitely move around the field and might see some action in the slot. He did quite a bit in his last season at LSU. What do you make of that? You know, I think it's interesting because we kind of saw a trend the past couple of years where coaches would lean more towards let's have a guy learn one position and do that. In his rookie year, Washington even did that with Antonio Gibson. They barely used him as a receiver because they wanted him to really learn how to be a running back. And if Chase comes in in his rookie year and they're using him all over the field, then that even more emboldens me to think that he is their clear number one wide receiver. It'd also be a disaster for Tyler Boyd. I don't think Tyler Boyd's winning near as often on the outside as he is out of the slot. Mm, I don't like the sound of that. Okay, well, (laughs) what about in Philadelphia uh, with Jalen Rager perhaps playing the slot? What would that mean for Devontae Smith? Yeah, I I hope that this is just a thing where they're trying to get Rager to learn all the different positions because they did that with him last year because I do think that Devontae Smith, a lot of his success... And in that offense may come out of the slot and in the short area targets. So it, it would be interesting if Rager's playing predominantly in the slot. Now they're probably both going to be on the field in two wide receivers and both outside. But I was kind of thinking Smith might slide inside more often. If Rager does that, it makes him more appealing as a PPR sleeper for sure. Okay, let's talk about Pro Football Focus's rankings of the offensive lines. So the top five. Any guesses? Let's see how many. Uh, let's see how many you can get. Okay, here. I don't have to have an order, right? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. No, you don't. The Cowboys were the six. The Cowboys were six, so don't guess them. Uh, Colts are two. Okay. Um, Ravens? No, they are not in the top five. Okay, so one for two. Not bad. Yeah. What are the other yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, number one is Cleveland. Number two, the Colts. Number three, this is a big one here, uh, the Patriots. And number four, the Saints. Number five, Tampa Bay. So Cleveland, Indianapolis, New England, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and and Dallas six. New England and Dallas could just have huge improvements over last year. But but you know anything uh, jump out at you there? Cleveland, Indianapolis, New England, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are probably still going to be very good running the ball. And Tampa Bay, that that makes a lot of sense. It's going to be like the most interesting and the biggest question mark, I think, is Dallas, just because everybody was hurt last year. And several of those guys are getting older or have had multiple injuries in the past couple of years. So how they all rebound. And then I, I'll be curious, like, where did Kansas City slot in on this? Seven. <laughs> Seven. And yeah. see, that's, I think, another question mark because one of the things we've talked about in the past with offensive lines, and the Colts have this, most of the teams I think we've talked about in the top five or six have this, is continuity. The Chiefs have boatloads of talent, 
but they don't have hardly any continuity at all. And so early in this, might that might be an offensive line that's better later in the year than it is early in the year. All right, let's see if uh, we can look at some of the worst offensive lines here. Number 32. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the Giants. The Giants. And yeah, I'm seeing this list actually for the first time, as people can tell. Giants uh, with the worst offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. I bet they're better than that. Uh, maybe like 30. Well, that's they won't be worse. Yeah, they won't be worse. Uh, Carolina. The Dolphins, the Steelers. You know what? I mean, this is this is similar to the standings from last year. And a lot of these teams have young offensive linemen like the Giants, the Jets, and the Dolphins uh, who haven't proven anything, but they have at least an opportunity to grow and get better. But like I just said, continuity. Like I would rather be a team like the Giants or the Dolphins with the young offensive linemen that are pl- continuing to play together than I would the Steelers with not only a bad offensive line, but also lost some guys. Now, you can make the argument that they were so bad last year that losing those guys is a plus, but they didn't exactly replace them with great names. Okay, we'll take a closer look at this tomorrow, or rather on, yeah, tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today on the Full Length Show when uh, Dave Richard joins us. Thanks a lot to Heath Cummings and all of you for listening. I'm Adam Azer. Make sure you're following us and streaming us on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we'll talk to you with Jacob Gibbs later this week on FFT and 5.